Okay, so we've made most of the essential cookie bakes, I think, for American cooking. We've made sugar cookies, peanut butter cookies. Someone's having a party outside. If you hear kids screaming, it's not from being in my kitchen. <laughs> anyway, sugar cookies, peanut butter cookies. We made snickerdoodles. Um, what else do we make? I made brownies on my blog or my Instagram, so I'll have to load those up or do them for the podcast. Um, but the other cookie that I really think Besides chocolate chip, snickerdoodle, oh my gosh, I'm rambling. What am I rambling about? Emma's like, I'm out of here. You are just rambling about cookies. Anyway, let's try again. Peanut butter, chocolate chip, brownies, sugar cookies, snickerdoodles, and oatmeal cookies, right? The thing we're missing is oatmeal cookies. That's the other essential American bake. So I adore oatmeal. I could just eat it out of the box, which, okay, that's weird, but if you've listened to me at all, you know I'm slightly to highly weird. Um, yeah, so oatmeal cookies are one of my favorites. And as a kid, I used to eat the dough a lot. Of course, you're not supposed to eat dough now, which I know. So don't do that. Anyway, the cookies we're making are the kind of oatmeal cookie I love. They're not dry. They're not covered with icing and dry. They're not the kind of cookie where the oats are so blended, you can't even tell it's an oatmeal cookie. Um, and they're not the kind of cookie where it just has like white sugar and, and oat taste. That's not what I want in my oatmeal cookie. I want some of that brown sugar goodness, the butteriness and, and thick, tasty oats. So I use old fashioned oats instead of instant because they hold up a lot better. I want the outside to be uh, buttery and crisp and the inside to be soft and a lot of oats. I don't want like three oats in there. I want the oatmeal cookie to be really oaty. And then I want raisins, which I know are not a popular choice or chocolate chips. So you get to choose there. But that's the kind of cookie we're making. We're making a big, fat, yummy, packed full of oats cookie that is so good. I have the recipe for the uh, Quaker Oats um, recipe for, what are they called? I forgot. I, I talk about it later in the episode. Ah, but I lost my mind now. So that's the recipe I used, but I halved it because I didn't need, it was three and a half cups of, or three cups of oats, and that was a lot of oatmeal cookies. So this will make about 11 very, very large cookies. Um, so I'm excited for you to be here and cook cookies with me. Always happy to have you in the kitchen. So happy to share what I know. And I really, really hope you guys are learning skills and figuring out things that you, um, you know, didn't know how to make before. And you're making it gluten-free, which is even better. So I would love it if you guys want to share photos, say hi. You can DM me on Instagram, check out what else I'm doing. Um, see some other recipes. If you check out my website, chilibakesglutenfree.com with a www in front of it, you'll get some of my blog posts as I'm trying to get more recipes from Instagram fed over there. But I would love to hear from you. I'd love to see photos of your bakes. Let me know how you're doing. So if you could rate, review, and subscribe, you'd really help me out. And I'd um, get a better idea of what you're doing and how you're doing and how I'm doing. So Anyway, if you want to do that, I'd be so appreciative. And let's get to baking. All right, guys, let's get to the dry ingredients. In a medium-sized bowl, we're going to measure the gluten-free flour. Of course, my favorite is cup-for-cup multi-purpose flour. It's going to give you a great feel like wheat, although I do tweak it a little bit just because I want to have it even more wheat-like. So we're going to get three-quarters of a cup of gluten-free flour. You're going to scoop and measure so you don't over-measure. I don't have a knife here to level this off, which is what I should have. Dang it. Hang on. Let me get a knife here. 
used a half a cup and a quarter cup. So now I'm going to have three quarters of a cup. Scoop and level measure. And there's your flour. Not very much flour in this recipe, but there are a lot of oats. Oh, this recipe was adapted from the Quaker Oats Vanishing Oatmeal Cookie recipe that I've loved forever. Um, I'm really bummed. I don't think Quaker Oats has gluten-free oats. So I use Bob's Red Mill, which I do love a lot. Uh, Quaker, get your act together, but thank you, Bob's Red Mill, for going gluten-free for me. Okay, so the next ingredient is uh, baking soda. We're going to do a half a teaspoon of baking soda. And I'm going to scoop it into my palm and um, squish the lumps because I baking soda lumps taste terrible. And I definitely don't want that in my dough. And um, since I don't like to sift... This is my quick and dirty solution to doing that. So there's the soda. Um, we need the, um, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I've completely forgotten, hang on. Well, this has to be a record for me. I'm forgetting the second ingredient in there, which is the, what I call mochi flour, but it's uh, Coda Farm sweet rice flour. We're adding a half a teaspoon today. Um, Normally I add a teaspoon, but I have the recipe for these oatmeal cookies because normally it takes three cups of um, oats and I think a cup of, of I was going to say sugar, that too, but a cup of flour, and I don't need that many cookies. I mean, I can eat that many cookies, but um, yeah, I, don't, I was going to not eat that many cookies, so I'm making a half recipe because I feel like that's a more reasonable amount of cookies to eat, right? Or is there a reasonable amount of cookies to eat? Okay, so a half a teaspoon of the sweet rice flour went in. And then we're on to the um, xanthan gum, which is going to add a little chew. A quarter teaspoon. Going in. Set that to the side so I don't forget <laughs> that I've added it. Because you know I'm going to forget. And then we're going to do salt. A quarter teaspoon of salt. Just regular salt. I want small grain salt because I don't want big chunks in here. There's my salt, and let's double check, and I think that's the dry. It's gluten-free flour, baking soda, um, baking baking flour, huh? sweet rice flour, xanthan gum, salt. So that's the dry ingredients, and we're just going to whisk that together, and that's the end of the dry. How cool is that? All right, let's get the oven preheated. It goes to 350. I'm going to get this preheated. I think I've had 20 episodes of the podcast, and... I'm preheating it halfway in. Usually I forget until I'm completely done with the wet ingredients. So that's a, I figure that's progress on my part. And then we're going to start with the wet. We're going to, um, I don't even need a mixer because we have, uh, the butter is really soft. So it's room temperature butter. We're using half a cup of room temperature butter. And it's really soft, like whipped cream kind of soft. So um, I'm just going to mix this with a wooden spoon. Which, of course, did I remember to get one out? No. Let's get a wooden spoon here. Okay, the oven's preheating. I'm measuring out the brown sugar. And it's going in with a soft butter, a half a cup. And I, this is light brown sugar. You could use dark brown if you want a more caramelly flavor. Um, I'm using light brown, and I'm packing it um, fairly light. Uh, not super heavy, but packing it. There's that, and a quart cup white sugar. Okay. There's that, and we're just going to mix it with a wooden spoon. It is so soft, we don't need to use a beater. Let's get these out of the way here. 
And then once I get this creamed, which shouldn't take uh, any time at all, I'm gonna add the vanilla. So cookies are so nice and quick. I don't know why you would ever wanna buy them. Um, anyway, you can make um, you know enough dough for double batches and freeze them. And I'll talk about how I like to freeze my oatmeal cookies um, later because I have a weird pet peeve about the oats and yeah, I'll tell you about that later. So we're almost done creaming here. vanilla. Uh, half a teaspoon of vanilla. It's going in. And we'll just mix that in. And then the egg. So we're going to do one egg and one egg yolk. I'm going to do an extra egg yolk. Um, because it'll be a little moister. And um, oatmeal cookies tend to get dry, plus gluten-free tends to get dry, so I'm trying to avoid all that. Okay, as always, crack into a separate bowl if you're not a proficient cracker or if you don't live on the edge. And you know I live on the edge, so I'm just gonna crack that sucker. And then I'm gonna get the egg yolk. And the easiest way I know to, to uh, separate an egg is with your hands because you don't have any sharp surfaces. Um, I was taught to do it with the eggshells, which you can do that, but the eggshell is so sharp that what I like to do is I crack it on the countertop on something flat, open up the egg, let it go into a bowl, and then I gently lift the yolk out with my hand. And then I save the egg whites for other baking, or I can even add them scrambled eggs for extra protein and less fat. All right, let's fish this sucker out. We're gonna add this guy to the dough. And we're just gonna mix that in. And it'll get nice and creamy. And you might need to scrape your bowl. Scrape down your spoon. Wipe off my hands. I should always have a towel here, but I don't, of course. All right, there we go. And then all we need to do, we're just gonna dunk the, dunk, dump the dry in here. And mix that in. And um, the reason I'm not adding the oats, which are also dry ingredient with the flour, is that I want the oats all coated with flour. So I'm gonna get the flour mostly mixed in. There's my oven. And then I'm gonna put the oats in. Um, and also, I want to mix this a little bit. That xanthan gum will give it a little chew, but I'm going to mix it. And also, the mochi flour does that, too. Okay, so it's a fairly soft dough here. And we're going to add oats. We have a cup and a half of oats. One. One cup. Half cup. And those go in, and then you get to choose. Um, these are really good with chocolate chips. They're really good with milk chocolate chips. Um, I like them with peanut butter chips. They're good with chocolate chips um, and nuts, if you like that. But I think I'm just gonna add chocolate chips. Or raisins. I do like raisins. I feel like no one likes raisins. Does no one like raisins anymore? Is that just like a weird thing that no one likes? All right, so it's nice and creamy. It's super oaty. 
And there's actually more oats than flour, which is what I want. Um, and then I'm just gonna add, yeah, I'll add the chocolate chips now. Ooh, I added a lot of chocolate chips. I added almost, did I add a cup? I added about a cup. All right. Dried fruit is a great addition besides raisins, like dried apricots, or they used to have this great fruit medley that would add to stuff, and it's just really good. So you can make more of a breakfast cookie with dried fruit. Um, you're welcome to add cinnamon. The original recipe calls for cinnamon. I don't really want cinnamon in here with my chocolate, so I'm going to say no to cinnamon, but feel free to add it. I think it's about um, a half a teaspoon that you would want to add, or as much as you like. Um, and this is ready to go. So... My oven's ready. Um, I was going to talk about freezing. So if I'm going to freeze the stove, the way I used to do it was in rolls. I'd put it in, um, you know, parchment paper or wax paper and just kind of um, spoon it into a roll shape and then roll it nicely. And then you can slice it. And the reason uh, that works for lots of cookies, um, the lime meltaways that I made last time is really good that way. I don't like it for chocolate chip and oatmeal cookies for two reasons or for one reason, I guess it's the same reason for different things. I don't like having my oats when you, uh, or my chocolate chips chopped in half. So when you roll them out into a big log and then you cut them into sections, the oats are all facing one side and you get like little shreds of oats, which I don't love. So what I'm gonna do is um, I'm going to scoop them and then freeze them if I'm gonna freeze them. Okay, so I've got my cookie sheet out. I'm gonna do these on parchment paper. You could do them on a silicone mat too. Just line the cookie sheet with some of those. I have my really big cookie scoop. I, I believe it's a number 24. It's about two tablespoons. It's gonna make a big whopper of a cookie, which is what I want. I want something just really substantial. So I'm gonna scoop uh, the cookies now and um, they're gonna go in the oven. I think the recipe says 10 to 12 minutes, but these are gonna be a little bigger. So I will let you know how much it is when they bake and I'll get back to you. I'm gonna scoop though first. Okay, that's our timer. Okay, these bad boys took about 13 minutes and they are big. They're, I don't know, like four inches in diameter and they're just barely set in the middle. They're nicely browned around the outside, but the top is not all that browned. Um, they're a little flatter maybe than I wanted. Actually, they're pretty dang good. So I'm very excited about them. They, they still look moist. If you cook them until they're crispy all the way through and you like them that way, great. I just want the inside of my, the very center of my oatmeal cookie to be a little bit soft and chewy. So I'm gonna let them sit for about two minutes and then I'm gonna take them off, um, take them off the thing and um, put them on a rack. Actually, I can do it now because they're on parchment. So let me do that now so they stop cooking because they do cook a little bit after you take them out especially sitting on a hot rack, uh, hot pan. All right, I cooked two big cookies because I'm doing an experiment with, um, what am I saying? Um, oatmeal cookies and what they are like after you freeze them 
or refrigerate them because you have about a cup and a half of oats which absorb a lot of moisture so I want to see how my dough the gluten-free dough uh, behaves after it's been refrigerated or frozen so I made two cookies right away and that's what just came out of the oven and then then I'm gonna make two that are refrigerated for an hour and then I'll try some that are frozen and I'll give you all those results so that you can make a decision as to what kind of cookies you want to make okay so now it's time to taste this cookie I'm just going to taste the one I cooked right away and I will do a postscript of the other cookies because I have to wait for one of them to freeze and one of them to be in the fridge for an hour. So this is a big cookie. It literally was four inches. I was kind of guessing, but I was actually pretty proud that I guessed the right size. It's got a nice, mm, it smells a little caramelly and buttery. Mm. Mm. I'm chewing, sorry. It's nice and chewy. The oats um, are not mushy at all. They're a little bit crispy. Mm. but the inside's soft so it's really good mm. the chocolate chips are melty oh my gosh I need milk <laughs> or maybe tea anyway it's really good it's a little bit buttery salty it's sweet but not overly sweet um, and the brown and the white sugar makes the flavor a little more I won't say complex but that sounds a little high polluting for a um, oatmeal cookie, but I believe it tastes better with both kinds of sugar than just one. Mm. All right, I had to take that last bite, so sorry to eat in your ear, but I think I do that twice a month anyway. So, mm, really good cookie. Mm. I hope you guys decide to make this one. Uh, you can make them a couple at a time and freeze the rest, or make all 11 and go share them. Cookies are always best uh, eaten within a day or two unless you leave them in the fridge or the freezer. I used to freeze them and then bring them out in a, one baggie at a time. You know, like I'd, I'd put it in a lunch bag and take it to work. And then it would taste like it was just um, made. Since the cookies don't have uh, preservatives, they just don't keep that well. But then how long do you want homemade cookies to last anyway, right? So our next bake is the 18th, which would be um, a couple Sundays from now. We're making flan. Flan? Yeah, flan. I know. People are like, what is flan? Or people, my husband said, I don't like flan. And I thought, what is wrong with you? But, um, and then he ate my flan and he thought, oh, okay, this is really good. So flan is, is, is a very tender, light custard of milk, eggs with a caramelly, caramelly bottom. I've got some tricks for that because it's the caramel that, that makes people, well, it drives people to fits because if you do it wrong or if you're not paying attention, you can, anyway, there's ways you can screw it up, but I've got some tips. We know how to do it easy, and it's one of those things that's so good. My kids love it, love, love, love it. They're so excited when I make flan. So we're making flan next time. So I'm going to make a flan convert out of you. That is an awful sentence, flan, or an awful, that just sounds weird, doesn't it? A flan convert. Okay. Thank you for joining me on Chili Bakes. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for baking with me. Um, I hope you have fun in the kitchen. I hope you bake something amazing, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, here's the results of the oatmeal cookie cooking. So I baked three batches. Uh, the recipe made about 11 uh, two-tablespoon-sized cookies. I baked one batch right away, one batch after they were refrigerated, and then I baked one batch after they were frozen. So I did scoop them all before I froze and refrigerated them so that the chips didn't get broken and the, the oatmeal didn't get broken up either because for some reason that tweaks me. But if it doesn't bother you, 
that it might be easy to uh, freeze these in a roll and you could slice cookies, but I just don't like the way it looks. So here's the results. The ones I baked right away were, um, you know, uniformly flat, a little flatter than I'd like to be honest, but great flavor, great texture, a nice caramelly edge on them. Um, and the second batch, the refrigerated ones, they cooked about like the first batch, about the same shape. And then the third batch where they were in the freezer, they have a much more domed shape. I think they look a lot better, actually. So when I make oatmeal cookies in the future, what I think I'll do is I'll make the recipe and then I will scoop them and freeze them as uh, cookie balls and then put them right into the freezer frozen. They take a couple more minutes um, to cook and then you bring them out when they're a little bit um, just barely done, just like the other ones. And so that's my recommendation. I love them. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way where I can justify eating oatmeal cookies for breakfast. So it is oats. Um, so yeah, maybe I'm going to go with that. <laughs> All right, guys, until next time, talk to you soon. Bye-bye.